0: what would you say if I said something right now that was like so totally controversial and let's just say you disagreed with my point, what what happens then?
1: Then I'm going to loudly and angrily disagree with you. And then I'm going to tell you, this is the only the Toria show now and that you're, you've been canceled. You giant moose.
0: Exactly. And that's the problem (laughs) that we have in society today is look at the Joe Rogan and Spotify situation. Mm -hmm. It's the perfect example. And here's why. If you ever listened to the Joe Rogan show? I haven't. He doesn't generally take a side.
1: I frankly think he's kind of obnoxious. He so kind of to
0: presents it. the information. And if he agrees, you know how discussions go. If, you, if there are two sides to the story, A and B, and you agreed with B, you're going to chime in to support B. And people who agree with A are going to chime in to support A. But what he does... Is he kind of chills out with B for a little while? Oh no! Then all of a sudden he's going to chill out with A for a while. He does what you do and awkwardly and he, argues and both he, sides at the same time. Then he chills out with time. B for a while, and then when you actually ask him for an answer, he gives you an answer you wouldn't even think of. He's like D. <laughs> you know, he's been bouncing between A and B, but his answer is no, I would take D. Hmm. Totally different. It's just weird. It's weird. Okay. And, that, and that's why you can't get away with that.
1: Okay. you know what i think is particularly funny the fact that these ancient music people decided that he was no longer welcome on spotify and they were going to pull their music unless they were spotify removed him and spotify went and they looked at their monthly listens and they looked at Joe Rogan's monthly listens and they were like this isn't an airport there's no need to de- to, announce yeah, to announce your departure. Bye Felicia. See ya. And I was thinking about it and no kidding those people wouldn't have very many monthly listens on Spotify. The people who listen to those artists aren't aggressive Spotify users is my
0: guess. Well exactly and what you come down to that's why it's kind of stupid for them to even try this but but they tried it. Not- Those people, you know, however many Joe Rogan listeners there are.
1: 30 to 50 million, apparently. Think
0: about this. Multiply that by more. Because if, if you're a Joe Rogan listener, you're going to casually talk to me about things that's been said on his show. And then when there's news about Joe Rogan, I'm going to come back to you and be like, oh, hold on a second. Did he really say this? And you're going to say, well, no, that's taken out of context. And you'll explain it to me. Well, what ends up happening is I become a Joe Rogan fan as well, without even ever having listened to his podcast, because I trust you and you like him. So it's how by you proxy. I like him.
1: It's how you came to love JP Sears with me.
0: Exactly. 100% true. A perfect Sears, example.
1: Pre-Trump, JP Sears made fun of vegans and Instagram models. Two things that I think are dumb, which made me laugh all the time. <laughs> And I just
0: ignored it because I didn't give a shit.
1: But I would make you, like, remember I made you watch the cucumber pizza one? Yes. And you giggled. And then. Well, yeah, but it wasn't that it wasn't funny.
0: Hold on now. It wasn't that it wasn't funny. just like, nah, who cares? Then, Why do I care about your stupid pizza? I mean, then
1: Trump uh, occurred. Yeah. And oh the God. country lost its ever loving mind yes. on both sides.
0: It was insane.
1: <laughs> and we're kind of, we've kind of been there kind since then. Kind of still
0: then. been there, yeah.
1: And JP made this, like, hard turn. From making fun of vegans to making fun of both liberals and conservatives equally, both
0: sides—that's the part that I love—is that it's both sides.
1: He's my comedy soulmate.
0: It's it's perfect because (laughs) if you if you ask me, he's very representative of ours personal political viewpoints yes i would say he's very representative i'm not going to commit to we believe exactly what he believes but i'm going to say that he is very representative of what we believe and even you and i have slight differences but i would say we agree if i was gonna put you know quotes around it we agree right right? i mean so i think we agree with jp sears too
1: even when i don't agree with him he's mocking something one, and I and think that it's glorious.
0: When I don't agree with him, what I really respect him for is that he has, through his artistic expression, he shows you why he believes what he believes. Right. So you kind of go, well, you know what? I could see how you would think that. So intellectually speaking, if you can see how someone would think a certain way, you can't get on their ass for believing that just because you don't believe that. Right. Because it, you know, that'd be intellectually dishonest. Yeah. Ha- if you can admit that that path exists, And screw you that I chose it. It's none of your business.
1: I feel like as a person, he's more sarcastic than you. Something I didn't know was possible.
0: (laughs) Me either. Tell you the truth. You
1: agree with me, don't you? Uh, Yes.
0: He's he's got you. He does. He's got me beat. He says Uh, stuff sometimes and I cringe. That tells you something. (laughs) That tells you something. I go, oh, oh.
1: He's so controversial and he makes fun of both liberals and conservatives so much Facebook has pretty much removed all of his videos because they didn't like his liberal mocking. Yeah. And he's not very popular on parlor either because and he that's what I want to talk
0: about though. But that, that kind of brought us, wow, we, we got, we did a pretty good intro talk there. So we're at the point now where, you know, that's what I want to talk about is you got social media giants taking people off the air for this, that and the other thing. And like these people screaming about Joe Rogan. That's how I'm tying it back to what we talked about. These people are yelling and screaming about Joe Rogan, take him off the air, get rid of him. And you know what their reason is? He's spreading dangerous misinformation now.
1: But hold on. Hold on. Let's just take a little bit of a branch over here for a hot second before you get there. The National Enquirer... Let's not forget
0: the dangerous misinformation point.
1: The National Enquirer Uh is in every grocery store. It's on every newsstand. It's extremely popular online, okay? And it's it's just dog shit. Nothing in there is true. It's all lies. And it's not even lies that, like, the onion meant... To make you laugh.
0: No, they it's want you to believe it. Shit. They want you to There's believe that UFO thought.
1: floating above Uranus. Like just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Why hasn't that been canceled? I feel like that's dangerous misinformation, at least 80% well, of the time.
0: Well, but that's my point. <laughs> they don't ever define what dangerous misinformation it is. And you know why? Because they don't want to have a discourse. They don't want there to be a discussion. They just want to dictate that bam this is what we believe and you got to fall in lockstep behind them or else if you're not with the majority you're canceled my question is who defines dangerous misinformation like where where does it say x is what he said that was dangerous misinformation
1: right right it doesn't it just says that everything that comes out of his mouth is dangerous but you
0: know why but you know why because he doesn't actually, generally speaking, present an opinion.
1: Right. He just has. He opinions just brings on people come
0: on the show and lets them express their opinion.
1: But what happened? What happened to the world's ability to critically think? Like, well, that's the point. My parents, and when I was in high school, critical thinking was the thing to do. I remember my high school social studies teacher, and for those of you who aren't Canadian, social studies is like the equivalent of history, geography. And all those political things combined into one in Canada. Right. Okay.
0: But good of you to explain that.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so he had this thing where there was, there was like a 10 minute news segment on every Sunday night on one specific network. And there was a 10 minute news segment that was very similar on another network. And every weekend our homework was to watch both and take notes on what was said. These are are both on Sunday night, both around the same hour of the day, but they come at things from different opinions.
0: This sounds like a brilliant teacher.
1: He was. I really like him. Go, Mr. Baxter. Yeah, Anyway, sounds like a
0: brilliant teacher. (laughs) Mr. Baxter, I applaud you, sir. I applaud you.
1: I have something funny to tell you about him later. Anyway, Um, so he would do this and then you take notes. And then the first thing Monday morning in his class would be a discussion About all of the things seen in those news clips and how some of the things were the same, which leads you to believe you're getting like legitimate fact.
0: So he'd make you make a comparison? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty cool because because that makes you think on your own.
1: And sometimes it was like the CNN-Fox differential, talking about the same topic but completely opposing sides. And then we would discuss those in depth. And like, you'd get the whole class discussing. And that was our entire 80 minute class on Monday mornings it was just a discussion of the news from the night before because he wanted to teach us to critically think about things.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's the part that I say is brilliant because, because a lot of teachers will spoon feed it to you.
1: But then you're getting their opinion. And, and
0: exactly. And that's still teaching, but it's also influencing the outcome quite a bit. And I think that for a healthy society to succeed in the long run, You have to let the ideology of the community go with the ebb and flow like it would normally. You can't keep trying to force it one way or the other. Right. And if you did just let it go, I think community as a whole would run better and be smoother operationally. Just letting it go with the flow. Like if we're all of a sudden as a community, we become super conservative people are the majority. Well, we're going to be doing things on the conservative side for a while. Until the the, the demographic switches up a little bit. Then you switch your ideology up a little bit. Do you know... I think that's only fair.
1: That comic book, Mouse, M-A-U-S, and it's a Holocaust comic?
0: Yes, yes.
1: Okay. So there are places that want to ban this book from schools. It was required reading when I was in high school. And so they want to ban this book from school. Why? I'm not entirely sure. I don't know the details. I was too mad when I saw it to get in. We,
0: we will look into this.
1: Yeah. But where I'm going with this is then I saw something from Stephen King. Okay? And he's saying that he never cares too much when people ban books from schools. Because what people should do to rebel against that isn't to fight to have the book in the school. They should just go home and read that book so that they now have the information that the mythical they is trying to keep from them.
0: That... And I would – you know what? Personally, as, as it stands, if it were me, I would find an anonymous way to get that information in PDF form out on the internet so that other people can also read that and learn that.
1: He says the antidote to people banning books – and the only reason to ban books is because you don't like what's being said in them. Uh-huh. So it really fits our topic today. Yes, the only the the best way to combat banning books is to go out and read those books so that you know the things. And I thought it's brilliant. He's a genius. We already knew he was a literary genius. Yes,
0: but see, but see, now he's just a smart dude. Here's the thing that even handles my objection at the very very beginning. Right, it handles it perfectly.
1: So how I was going to relate this is these people who disagree with Joe Rogan should be the ones listening to Joe Rogan so that they know what they need to argue against.
0: Well exactly. And that's my point. Like like you're you can't just proclaim him as, you know, spreading or uh, uh, you know, dangerous Fan misinformation. Media. You know, yeah. you can't just say that. You have to refute what he's saying.
1: Right. So why wouldn't you let's say that you are a Joe Rogan disagreeer. Okay. Why wouldn't you spend all of your free podcast listening time catching up on your Joe Rogan so that you know what the opposition is about know your enemy yeah you know yeah like there's a reason why I still follow CNN on Facebook and Fox and sometimes I see the same story you know, back to back and it makes my head hurt but
0: you know I I used to use quite honestly I used to use the Drudge report for my news because it gave a really balanced presentation of the news.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then someone bought it and made it really left-leaning. lots well, that sucks. And so my habit is still to go there. But half the time, the headlines make me chuckle. You know, like they're just alarmist oh my god the sky's falling the sky's falling that kind of you know reaction to everything
1: i saw a comment on a link shared from the drudge report on facebook the other day and somebody said that the onion has more actual fact
0: that's (laughs) true a lot of the time i mean that's that's not false (laughs) even even sometimes i'll i'll read what gets me is you'll read what the link says and you're like oh that's interesting i hadn't heard that angle click then you read the article and you're like, wait, didn't it say? And so then you hit back <laughs> and you read it and you're like, it did. That has nothing to do at all with what this article is about. What the hell? And they do it on purpose. They do it to get you because they get you from a reasonable perspective. And then they throw you this sensational article that you, of course, have to read because you're a fan of whatever they're doing. And you read it and you're a moron and you waste all your time. And that's, that's exactly what we all do. It's, we're dumb.
1: I get, I get the news. I like Fox 11 has the most, Fox 11 Los Angeles has the most like where we are current event news. But aren't so they like, kind
0: of right leaning?
1: No, they aren't. They're California right. How about that?
0: Okay. Okay. I get it.
1: So, but they give us, and I like, guess that would make
0: sense considering where they're getting their, commentators from so, right yeah
1: so when there's a helicopter pursuing six bad guys in our city fox 11 has it fox 11 had the car chase that ended up a couple blocks from us okay well what that's does what that say about
0: them? them what does that say about them nothing
1: they cover our area that's why i follow them because i get actual news sometimes but
0: then Brad. okay will, i got you I, I get it now
1: they post the dumbest shit though like they post the most inflammatory headlines I have ever seen in my life. And because they're California right, sometimes their headline is like riding a beluga whale to the left. <laughs> and sometimes their headline is like <clears throat> straight from the depths of Orange County Republican. Oh, my God. They're so confusing. Anyway. it it, it yeah. I, I get that was kind of off topic. But. You know
0: what, though? That's one of the things I really like about... Um, not being on Facebook anymore Ah. is that I don't deal with that anymore. Because the only thing I spend my most time on is Instagram. And even then I do do it on my business account. So I don't have much personal interaction with it. But when I have personal interaction with it, it's like a hundred percent just for enjoyment and relaxation, a hundred percent, like nothing else. And I don't take anything I read on there to be serious. I don't, I just, chuckle and you know once in a while i'll i'll see something that just is so dumb like i have a i have a threshold when they hit the threshold of dumbness i have to say something seems reasonable and you know what i don't care what anyone says maybe they disagree with whether it's dumb or not that's okay that's cool see i get to choose when i make a comment based on how dumb something is by my scale of what dumbness is that's how that's only way it'll work i have to use my scale so when on my scale it's like a nine i'm unloading on them it's just how it's gonna be fend in the fort man sorry but i don't have to listen that you know oh it's only a five because that's what you think who cares what you think
1: i think where i was trying to go with my whole rant about fox 11 sorry
0: you interrupted my rant about your rant about Fox eleven,
1: but go ahead. you sounded done. you paused there was there was a spacious pause right well, I was waiting for
0: you to like agree or disagree, and you just kind of stared at me and went on, but okay, I but thought go I ahead agreed. <laughs> nail it
1: anyway. I follow all the news places, including Fox Eleven and their lunacy, because I like to know what the lunatics who are outside of our apartment are thinking. Because fair enough, fair enough, I fair enough myself from their crazy. It's but, how I know when there's vaccine mandates changing and mask mandates changing and all of this crap from the last year. It's how I know when there's a scary dude trying to take down the bush at our favorite pizza hut. I mean, but,
0: but like, can't you get that information in a less toxic location?
1: No. So the other the other news sources for our area are the Orange County Register.
0: You're not understanding what I'm saying. You could use the same exact outlets, but off their Instagram. It's a totally different vibe. I don't and like Instagram.
1: I've never liked Instagram. I never will well, like Instagram. It's so much
0: less toxic than Facebook. And that's just my point.
1: Oh, I don't look at the comment zones anymore. It solves the toxicity when you don't look at the other idiots commenting once in a while it will highlight a comment <laughs> I
0: love hold on i love what you just said
1: <laughs> say it again <laughs> I, can't, I don't remember what I said. you
0: said it's better when you don't look what the other Com- idiots yeah. have said right so say it
1: it's better when you don't look at what the other idiots have said
0: <laughs> exactly i love it that's anyway. funny
1: anyway once in a while facebook the motherfucker that it is will show me a highlighted comment that sometimes I feel like they've highlighted just to inflame my rage.
0: <laughs> and you're probably right.
1: It's, they know what kind of comments will make me in turn interact with the content. Yeah. 90% of the time they show me nothing. 10% of the time it's, wow, all those morons in Canada are so redneck, not even wearing masks, Uh-oh. using talk dogs, about, talk as about button a pushed. vaccine card.
0: Talk about button pushed. Shut up, bro. <laughs> I
1: broed really hard at that, bro.
0: It's funny to me. You know why it's funny to me? It takes a hell of a lot to fire you up that much. There aren't like, that like make you, me salty. you you are like I'm fairly easygoing about things that I disagree <laughs> with as long as someone actually has a reason for their belief—that's not just a. Well, I believe this because that's what my dad believed in. My dad's dad, and my dad's dad. That's not a reason, people. I'm sorry. That's not a reason. That's a legacy. That's not a reason. And I don't respect legacy. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I think. I think you want to be legacy. Fight for your position out here. Don't just sit back and expect it because you're legacy. They're so going to stick with you. <laughs> no, fight for your fight for your spot.
1: Clearly, this topic makes him salty.
0: Well, it does. The topic itself does make me salty. But what we were talking about was how you are usually so like, all right, whatever. If you want to be angry about it, be angry about it. I don't care. I don't need you. Usually, I just ha-ha at the things I
1: think are particularly hilarious. Like, the sorry anybody who's not an idiot named Karen, but, you know, the Karens of the internet.
0: (laughs) The Karens of the internet. That... Wow. I don't think I want to touch that with a 27,000 foot. That's a
1: whole topic for the Karens at the end. Wow, man. Do you think, do you think we've successfully made our point that people who just want to cancel other people who disagree with them are dumb and they're dumb because they don't know their enemy and that's the art of war?
0: Well, right. And it's, it's the key. You, you, you're basically just saying, I don't like them, so get rid of them. Why? Give me a reason why I should be on your side. Give me that reason, and then I'll consider it.
1: Do you know how few people would exist if I could say, I don't like you, get rid of yourself? (laughs) That's, it's
0: kind of the point, man. Like, you know, society should make these decisions about whether someone's (laughs) banished to outer Siberia or not. You know, it can't just be some one person who's just like, you know, kapow. That's called a dictator last time I saw.
1: You know? By sending the people with very differing opinions from, quote-unquote, society away, like you just suggested, you know, you said society should banish things, by banishing those small little sects, you don't know when some crazy redneck is going to go savage.
0: You're not wrong, and you know why I believe this? It doesn't stop them from existing. What it does is it forces it them, them to just, hiding. just exist together.
1: right. And then they, and then they, they come, find each other they find and each then they other, create, they this, create like, this
0: big army and then they kick your 100% of your ass from behind when you don't expect it. You no,
1: know, we watched, you watched a lot of political shows, you. Yeah. Uh-huh. And both in Designated Survivor and whatever the ch- shooter that you're shooter, watching now, yep. oh, both of them the had this scary little anti-government subsect. And we know they exist because we've heard about them vaguely mentioned paths. on the news.
0: We've crossed paths too
1: i'm sure i'm very sure but anyway there's these people and they're like gun-toting government takeover nut jobs and society has silenced them and most people don't even know they exist how can you be prepared for a gun-toting government overthrowing nut bag if you don't know that they exist
0: well okay (laughs) You're making the point in one direction and I'm making it in another direction. But you're, we're both making the same point. We have to allow society to look at these things and make up its own mind about it. Because by just dictating to society, you're going to believe this. You in basically are becoming a dictator. And if you're going to avoid that, you have to let society choose which direction to go. Yeah. And they'll always be. The point being about being banished, you know, to outer Siberia or whatnot, was really to make the point you're always going to have a group of people who think and believe like you do. So you're not going to be alone ever. But if you're lucky enough that your group is second biggest, eventually it might overtake the first group and become the first group. You know, you you never know.
1: know. If you want to group people on any given issue, and that's well, what people do, listen, right? No, no. If you want to group people on any given issue, I think the group changes who the peers are, no matter the issue. There are very few people who will be in all the same groups as you. But now we're going way out on a branch.
0: Well, but you're not wrong. You're not wrong because there's a bigger bubble. You
1: and I would be society. in different circles sometimes. Yep. That would be so long.
0: That's what could happen, and. That's why we don't do that as a society because, you know, then you're starting to get down to the minutia and right. trying to make people, you know, do that. You're trying to do almost what Hitler was doing, you know, of the pure society. And that's, you know, bullcrap, yep. yep. bullcrap. And I mean, I personally think that a, even a, quote, pure society would be the most flawed society ever. You know why? Never, ever opens its eyes. Like, it's like a blind person. Think about it. How can you have other perspectives other than your own if you're blind? Right. You can't. No, there's there's nothing wrong with being blind. You're allowed to be blind. No one's going to shame you for being blind.
1: But just ignore the things but, you don't like remember, instead of trying to get rid of them. Yeah,
0: but remember that you only know your perspective. You don't know everyone's perspective. That's interesting that you said that. I, I really like that you said that.
1: So should we wrap this all up with my funny story about my social studies teacher?
0: A hundred percent Yes.
1: So, more stories from Toria in high school and the kind of Toria Toria was in high school. (laughs) Every year, from actually the seventh grade on, my school participated in the 30-hour famine. You know, the fundraiser for World Vision. Okay.
0: I don't, but okay.
1: Okay. Well, anyway, it's a fundraiser for World Vision, and you get people to pledge money, that, and then you don't eat for 30 hours. And to make it easier on everybody... Who was participating they would have it it was a it would start on friday morning and it would go to saturday and they would have a sleepover in the high school okay anyway so we had so that
0: they could keep a close eye on you and make sure you didn't cheat and eat
1: no more so that so everybody would feel supported and together in their hungriness
0: ah is that it was that the marketing pitch yeah i see
1: anyway so <laughs> teachers would participate in this too sorry there was lots of people and then we'd sleep over at the high school and they'd always All plan right. like crazy games and one year, they planned Mission Impossible across the high school. So, like, one kind of cool, one person's base was in the gymnasium, and on the far other side, there was a funky gathering area. And so you had to, like, work your way through the kind of mazy hallways of that high school. Okay. To get the things, or, you know. Right. And it was always teachers versus students. And so, Nolan and I, my good buddy Nolan... He's about the same size, height-wise, as I am. So, you know.
0: Troublemaker friend. Yeah. We were
1: all in, like, wearing all the black, cur- cur- uh, cruising along the lockers, trying not to be seen. And this dude comes out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And it is my high school social studies teacher. And he, like, grabbed Nolan by the shoulders and, like, I don't know, curled him down the hallway. You know, like, you'd throw a curling rock. All right. Down the hallway. And he didn't know I was there. And I was in this like little alcove thing Then he heard me out of the corner of his ear and I got like a full elbow to the head. You guys have corners? Yeah, they do right here. Full elbow to the face.
0: Full elbow to the face? Yeah. Did you, did it ring your bell?
1: It rang my bell.
0: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) See, people What teachers were allowed to do back then. Do you see this? My parents signed a waiver that they were
1: allowed to beat us up. Yeah. Apparently they told our parents that it would be a fairly physical game of Mission Impossible, but didn't tell us. (laughs) It was pretty funny. Anyway, so, yeah, I got absolutely knocked out by my high school social studies teacher.
0: There you go. Someone's telling us it's time to go.
1: All right, Bree. Well, if you must insist, good night, everyone.
0: Uh, Ah la bye-bye.